Here we go. We are live. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to Hey Sister. This is our show for sisters, by sisters, and about sisters and misters. So we are excited to um, come at you on this Sunday evening, afternoon, depending on where you are, which coast you're living on, and just want to say hi. So hey, sister, how you doing? Hey, sister, can you see me okay? I can see you just fine. Hey, um, it's, ah, it's still saying going to go live, so it didn't indicate that we had already started. So Yes, we are live. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I don't know what is happening. Okay, just how you doing? What's up? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. How was your week? My week was great. I mean, I have no complaints about it. I'm again still trying to get back into that uh, exercise on a regular basis, eat right on a regular basis. Flow. I feel like that's always the that's the story of my life right now. So <laughs> it's been good. How about yours? It, it, it actually was a great week. Um, it ended um, this this past weekend. Had a big sorority function. So I want to shout out. Hey, thanks for joining us. Um, and um, so today I kind of did a little resting and recuperation. <laughs> I was thrown into um, a, a task that um, is a little stretch out of my skill set, but I certainly learned something new and, and had a great time. So it was awesome. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it was awesome. So, you know, we wanted to start off kind of with a quick recap of our last conversation. So you know, it's been two weeks since we had this conversation about sexual harassment, inappropriate behavior, harassment in the workplace. And I tell you, when we thought that we were just reaching the pinnacle of what that um, storyline was going to be in the news, yeah. what happened, sister? <laughs> ah, everything happened. It's, I mean, it is. It's it's such a serious matter, like we've said before. It is so serious, and yet it's like every day, every day over the last two weeks, it's been somebody new, um, just from some of the most like shocking stories to others where you're like, you know, how are we defining harassment? It's just it's been. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. So, um, and, uh, and, and, and unfortunately, it's crept back into politics in a major way and it's moved from harassment to molestation. So, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a lot, a lot going on. So I don't, know, I don't know what this means for us at this moment other than uh, the fact that we just can't sit back and again, allow things to happen. We, when we see something, we have to say something. We have to speak out on certain things. And again, with people in position of power, they have to be very diligent about what it means to be in a position of power and, and, and the rules that apply and how to, how to act, the rules of engagement. So Yes, the rules of engagement, certainly. Well, I know for me, um, it, it, I, I thought we were at a tipping point, and I think we just may be in a tipping point as a society around this topic 
Um, and, you know, we've, we've had several tipping points over time, right? They usually don't occur right away. They don't occur with a singular event, but it's accumulation of events. So I'm hoping that we're at a tipping point where people who are in, uh, not in positions of power can exercise the, the power that they have within because all of us are endowed with some internal power and an internal strength and the ability to, um, to rise up against um, all sorts of untoward behavior and evil in this society. So we'll leave that there. But tonight, what we want to talk about, whew. so I read this article um, and the title is uh, The Silent Marriage Killer That's More Deadly Than Sex and Money. So, of course, that title caught my eye. And then I read it and then I shared it and several other people commented on it um, because that silent killer was unmet expectations. And I was like, wow, this is powerful. So I know you had a chance to read it. I did. As well, um, I included the link in the comments. So if you're watching this broadcast and you saw um, the preview, there's a link in the comment section. So if you haven't had a chance to read it, please go and um, please go and read it. Um, but I should look um, up author's name, you know. Uh, to yeah, so I I, th I have it here. Um, so it was um, on a website called InspireMore.com. I'll write that. I'll put that in our um comments section here okay yeah so i yeah i got a chance to read the article and i think um it's it spoke a lot of truth to me um mm -hmm. i i immediately started thinking about you know past relationships that i've been in and um, because one of the things that resonated, although the title says marriage, marriage killer, one of the things that the article speaks about is the fact that it's a, in all relationships, right? Unmet expectations are is what ultimately kills a lot of relationships. Mm -hmm. So uh, be it platonic, be it, you know, between friends or in a romantic situation. So I started thinking back on some of my own relationships um, and some of the words that I've heard people say. And, you know, I've, I've been told very specifically, like, you just don't ever seem to be happy. You never you never seem satisfied or with, you know, I guess the effort that mm -hmm. being put out. I just never seem happy about it. And uh, and I thought about that in, in the context of this article. And I'm like, yeah, probably not, because in a lot of ways, I do think my expectations uh, maybe were high, mm -hmm. uh, but high because I believe that the person I was with could meet those expectations high because, you know, I genuinely a lot of times, um, I guess, want for people more than even maybe what they want for themselves. Mm. Um and so as a result, it's like, hey, you're never, you're never happy. You're never satisfied. And it's like, well, if I didn't think you could do it, I wouldn't have put the expectation on you. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I definitely, I had to agree. Like, yep, I think that's it. Unmet expectations. Sounds like it. It, it sounds like it uh, is the reason. So I don't know. What were your thoughts? Yeah. So um, when I read it, I was... Um, 
I was very uh, like, okay, I, I get this. Mm -hmm. And I get it because there was a very specific scenario that he laid out in his writing about um, him coming home after being away and having an expectation away at work, obviously for the day, having an expectation of how the house should look, what type of meal should be cooked, what have you. And the wife having been home with the young child and also, so she was working from home and meeting those demands as well as trying to take care of a child and her expectations when he comes in the house is like, you expect what, huh? <laughs> no, here, take this child so I can finish doing what I'm doing because I'm stressed, I'm trying to meet a deadline and what have you. And so it was just very interesting. Um, and so we have a comment here. Um, it says, were you vocal to your mate about those high expectations? Probably, you know what? Probably not in the way that I should have been. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times Damn, with expectations, I just expect you to know what it is. <laughs> well, people aren't mind readers, Christina. <laughs> They're not. And, but sometimes you're like, look, if I, if you see me on my grind, you see me out here hustling, you see what type of things that I'm talking about in a relationship, about what I'm trying to build, because this is not just about me or you. I, you know, I'm trying to build a legacy out here. I, you know, I'm trying to do things for the for for posterity. Mm -hmm. And so when you start looking at the type of person that you deal with and how they move and shake, sometimes, you know, I I have not been as vocal as I should have been. I haven't been as explicit as I should have been about what my expectations mm -hmm. are. And if that's the case, that that was my my shortcoming. But again, you know, again, I think sometimes I'm like, "Hey, you see how I'm trying to move and shake out here? What you think it is?" You know? So mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, that 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 got me looking up the definition. So one of the things I like to do, period, is look up definitions, because I think clarity and you and I talk about how the importance of words matter. And I think in understanding of words and definitions, they matter when we try to frame these conversations. So I looked up expectation mm -hmm. and it says it is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. That's one. Number two, a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Now, so that word belief is a powerful word. Mm -hmm. And it got me in context of this article, in context of relationships. Um, so tomorrow is my 18th wedding anniversary. Yay! Shout out to us. Um Thinking about, wow, my expectations in, in that relationship and um, my belief system and what did I believe marriage was going into it? What did I believe? Who did I believe he was and who did he believe me to be mm -hmm. going in? And, you know, over time, that changes and it evolves um, because our belief um our belief system changes and they evolve over time, right? Um, but where did those original beliefs come from in the first place, right. right? And I know what I've heard you say on occasions to our father, hmm, that the bar is real high. He set the bar kind of high, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah, you have said that, right? And in 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 some ways, um, you know, so is that that belief system being born out of watching who our father is, how he um, has gone about his life as a as a man, as a married man, has that shaped your expectations of the other men that you have had in your life and has that impacted those relationships? Oh, absolutely. And my 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 male friends who, you know, like my just guys that I rock with and talk to all the time because I do believe that women and men can be just friends with each other and you should always have somebody uh maybe it it changes obviously once you get married but I ain't married so I'd have guy friends that I, I I bounce things off of all the time and they've been the ones to even tell me that like Christina it's gonna be hard for you because of who your dad is what you seen how he you know uh treats your mother how he treats his daughters how uh you know just the type of person he is mm -hmm. um so yeah it absolutely has shaped the way that uh the 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 relationships that i've had the ones that i've again back to those unmet expectations feeling like you you know what i've been exposed to so, you know, back to Jen's question about how much, like, had I been very vocal about it, it's like, man, you know what I've come from, you know what I've been exposed to. So, uh, so yeah, I think my dad definitely has made a huge impact on why, you know, it's hard. You, you try very hard. I have tried very hard. Let me speak for myself. I've tried very hard <laughs> to help push some brothers up to that point. Um, and then sometimes you get to a place where you like, nah, if you if you're not if you're not operating at this level, then I'm good. I'm good on you. And I and that probably maybe could be unfair. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Kim Kimberly Wilson out there, she agrees with you. So she said, <laughs> yes, because Kim had a very Kim's father is in the same way. We talk about that all the time. You know, her dad, amazing man, um, had two daughters as well. Um, it's a very similar scenario where her parents, un until her father passed, of course, her parents have been were married, and so. Um, she has it's it's very it's very much the same when you see those strong role models in men and you do have that expectation that the person that you bring into your life that they are going to meet that standard and that's not to say i mean that our 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 dads are perfect or anything like that but we know what it's like we know what the ex we know what it is mm -hmm. we know what it should look like so of course we're going to pursue that and want people who kind of fill those fill those shoes yeah well you know one of the things words you said is should and so i know as i have evolved over the years and evolved in my in my own relationship and my marriage is that that word should is um is should in whose eyes right because the, the should is based on your perspective or vantage point to borrow a phrase, right? Mm 
So that should is based on your your own worldview and that maybe not necessarily that other person's worldview. And I think that there are times in relationships, whether they are in your intimate relationships or in your professional relationships or friend relationships, um, there needs to be th this conversation and negotiation about your worldview yeah. and where you're coming from and, and coming to some sort of mutual understanding and agreement um, about what you want and the things that you have a shared desire for. And that I think helps sustain you. And hopefully you have those conversations early on in intimate relationships. So if you are pursuing marriage, that that is very clear. And while you still may have some unmet expectations along the way, you can do like the gentleman suggests in the article is just observe a situation and take it for what it is. Or like I have said, um, it is where you just be and be there, be in that moment and don't bring any judgment into the situation. Don't bring any judgment to that other person. That's hard to do because, hey, we bring all of our stuff with us in relationships. Um, but it is, um, I think that helps in the communication process. So, and then if you had a situation where those unmet expectations have expectations have led to that level of frustration, anger, and what have you. If you can, once the heat has died down, take a moment to reflect mm -hmm. and then revisit the conversation about this is why I reacted that way. This is why I responded that way. This is what I believe and what I think. And then I think that helps you over time. And I think that's something that has helped my husband and I over time because I will like say, okay, all right, okay. And then I'll come back and say, all right, now let's talk about that. <laughs> let's dissect that a little bit further because you're coming at it this way. I came at it this way and it means something. So we have a comment here. It says, um, to be fair, you would have to describe the communication of expectations between your father and your mother. They most likely learned over many years how to successfully communicate. And I think that is um, that is what you know kind of reinforces that point that I made that it 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 is a negotiation over time, and you as an individual are also growing and evolving over time, as well as that person that you're with. And if you are growing and evolving together, um, then you can make it work for a long time. Right. Well, since you're you you'll be celebrating 18 years tomorrow, I do have a question for Ooh, you. Question. <laughs> because you know, the again, I agree with the article that the unmet expectations is probably what destroy is what destroys relationships, be it girlfriends or husbands or boyfriends or whatever. But when do you when do you lower I don't want to call it lower but what what's the line between lowering your standards to meet a person where they are or just being understanding that this is an expectation of mine that is not going to be met like where is the balance there because when again when I think back on relationships that I've had that and 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 things didn't work out um, 
I only, I only always feel like I didn't put an expectation on somebody that I didn't think that they could accomplish. And I know you're saying it's not about, it's about my belief versus what they believe and things like that. But what, what's sort of the, the balance there between, you know, not putting false or un, unrealistic expectations on a person and lowering your standards. Okay. So Kim said, define what's the, what the middle looks like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that is an interesting, uh, it's an interesting question. Uh, and it, it's hard to answer in, in one way, but I'll, I'll attempt to answer it in my own way. I think for me, there was a lot of conversation early on and what I want and about what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, although I was young when we, when we met, I had already become very clear about what I wanted and had been in a somewhat of a relationship that had all the trappings of what I thought I wanted, but really wasn't what I wanted. Right. Um, as I think about it, because there was, there was a, 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 for lack of better words, uh, a a desire for me to not be authentically me and that wasn't going to happen. So, so it, I was just very clear at that point when I met my husband about what I wanted and I was very, and I stated it very clearly and um, saw who he was as as a person and as a man. And, and as we got to know each other and we talked a lot, uh, we we seemed to be on this on a similar path. Mm-hmm. And um, now, are are there some things that I want sometimes that's like uh, go undone? Yeah, but then I have I I weigh it in the big picture of everything else for us. So, yeah, I'm, we do have a couple's vision and mission statement. We do have a mission statement about how we want to be as a couple, as a unit, how we want our family life to be. Um, so I weigh whether or not the grass is cut against that, mm. right? I weigh, um, and I'm sure he does it too. He weighs coming home and, you know, his wife is not glamorized or has put on a few extra pounds. Um, he weighs that against the big picture of who we want us to be and what we want to leave behind. And, and then the other thing is I think your core, the core values piece. Um, if you have alignment in some of your core values and what you what is important to you, so you and I were having a conversation earlier about a former relationship you had and what you wanted that person to do, pursue, and they um, they just didn't quite want to do or pursue those things. They wanted to pursue things in a different way, but I think it's because there's a misalignment in some of the core values. Like they they valued. Um, something more than taking a chance. Right. And, uh, and I think that if, if it doesn't line up, then, then you might have to part with, you might have to part ways. So Kim says alignment is a great term. 
So I think alignment is important. So what do you think about that? Uh-oh. Okay, I don't know what happened to sister. She she froze and, and fell off. Maybe maybe the conversation got too hot. Well, all right, here she's back. Let's see. What happened, sister? I have no idea. See, now I have a whole look, no, whole new setup right now. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just like you were talking, and then it was like, and it shut off. So anyway. okay, all right. So, um, so yeah. So I was talking about that alignment and those values, and Kim said alignment is a great term. What what do you, what do you what are your thoughts around that? Around who alignment? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, of course you need to get aligned, but I I would, you know, you and your husband always say you guys talked about a lot of stuff, <laughs> and that is I think is awesome. I think it's awesome. I, and theoretically, they got absolutely want to be able to do that um, in relationships, but you know, sometimes I guess I'm wondering. Am I, are you guys an anomaly? Am I weird? What is the situation? Because I, I feel like a lot of people don't have those level, that level of conversation. So like when you say y'all have a family vision statement and mission statement and things like that, I don't know. Is that a normal thing? Do most people have that? Um, and if so, like when did y'all start getting this alignment? When did y'all, like, was it when y'all were dating where y'all like, hey, let's start talking about our um, core values or was it just things y'all picked up on? Did y'all like put together a list I'm I mean I, I know I'm grown and I'm old but I'm just still like sometimes I just be tripping off y'all honestly like oh for real is that high maybe I'm not asking the right questions so. well I think well uh, maybe it's just a part of my own personal evolution process I just you know I, I it just was important it was important to me and I know some folks laughed at me like I you got your husband doing what yes absolutely uh got him doing all of that <laughs> but um I think it has helped us it supported us and it has allowed us to um to continue to grow together and and again, we both, I believe, have modulated our expectations over time because the demands of the life, the demands of real world, the demands of having children, paying a mortgage, a job, it will cause you to modulate your expectations. Hey, getting more mature hormones, um, you know, anything, sex, drugs, rock and roll, illness, whatever, it will cause you to modulate your expectations. And I think for both of us, we have both been open to challenge our belief system. And I, um, so again, belief is something that's powerful and whatever you believe in your mind's eye, it will be. And even something that can challenge your belief system, if your belief is strong enough, you won't let it go. And that will cause that causes the dis the friction and the disruption, I think, in a lot of relationships, whether they friendships or marriages. Um, and we see that like you've seen it even in the news, like in politics. Right. They do these polls. Well, people that have a certain strong set of beliefs, they will not let those beliefs go. No matter you can present them with facts, scientific data, clinical trials. It won't matter. That belief system is so, so strongly held that they won't let it go. And I think that happens in relationships. We have these so strong belief system about what a man should be and do, what a woman should be and do, what children should be and do, 
how a house should be, what this should be, how much money we should have in the bank, how much we, we have these strong belief systems. And I think that they, um, they are sometimes they they are the, 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 the biggest attack against us because there has to come a point where we come to some acceptance about what is and how do we make the most out of what is at this moment in time. So I have a couple comments here. Um, Jen says a marriage when you are in it to win it, it should be conducted like a family business for lack of a better phrase. I agree. Absolutely. So that goes back to having that vision and mission. And then another question we have here is what happens when expectations change because they believe they're mentally unable to meet your standards? Oof. What happens when Anybody that I've dealt with felt like they were mentally unable to meet my my expectations or my standards. I just think it was a matter of they probably felt like the goalposts kept moving. I can be honest with that. You mm. know, so if it's like if I meet one thing, then it's something else. And then I meet that thing and then it's something else. And mm -hmm. you know what? Um growing up, that's you know, what my, my, the way I handled things back then, the way um, I operated in relationships when I was younger is a lot different than, than they are today. Of course, um, I've had to do a lot of um, soul searching mm -hmm. um, and really deciding on what is um, sort of a need to have versus what's a nice to have. Mm -hmm. um, those non-negotiables are so to speak and so I think as you if you are in a relationship with someone and you all are growing together you start to you I think you see where the overlaps are mm -hmm. and where the where where you kind of differentiate from one another mm -hmm. um and then you just you really have to be honest with yourself as far as are the differences Again, are they bigger? Are they more important? Are they more uh, impactful than the commonalities? Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the things the gentleman said in the article was he, he, he created this mathematical equation, which is basically mathematic um, expectations minus uh, observation equals frustration. So the difference between your expectations and what is actually going on, what you're observing, your reality is what causes you to be frustrated. So um, I think if those observations, um, the reality of the situation gets to be where it's um, more challenging for you than you know, the, the, the expect, if the expectations are so high and the obvious, what's happening in reality is so low that that Delta makes it very difficult um, for you all to meet and, or, and have some kind of accord, that frustration is going to be something that's imminent and it's just going to stay, you're going to stay in that repetitive cycle of, of frustration. So, well, I want to take that one a little bit. You got something else? Go ahead. No, no I was just, because I'm just really, because the word was mentally unable 
Mm-hmm. So that is just what's sticking with me, mentally unable to meet your your standards. So you you go with that. I'm going to just think about that a little bit more. Yeah. So um, uh, and thanks for the question, uh, Marquette. I, I. So the words are very important here, too. Um, and so. Using the equation, you say stated. That is highlighted in the article about expectation minus observation equals frustration. If what is the what is the reality for that other person? So is there something that has been done or said or demonstrated in your behavior that has caused that shift because this is how they're perceiving it. And if they've shared with you that they're unable, whether it's mental capacity, emotional capacity, that they don't have the capacity to meet that standard, then um, is that real? If it is real, then that might be where the situation is. And we kind of have to figure out and think about and negotiate how we want to move forward. If it's not real, because you're like, okay, if you really examine your behavior um, towards that um, towards that other person, um, and if if you've done something real, you know that that caused them to believe that, and yes, perception is reality, um, then. Then that's then that's where we kind of maybe have to make some adjustments and kind of figure out where that disconnect came in, because, again, we're out of alignment at this point. Right. And so where did that disconnect come into play? Um, But if your expectations have grown and you have moved to a different place and that person has not moved with you, then that's something that you need to have a conversation about. Because we do grow and change over time. As women, we evolve. As men, we evolve. As human beings, we, sh- we evolve, right? We evolve to the day we die. Now, some of us go kicking and screaming into that evolution. Some of us hold on to our old habits and behaviors and patterns and our old belief systems for a long time until even when they're no longer serving us anymore, right? Um, but belief is so powerful that it will hold us it will hold us captive to our past, you know? And, and I think that if, if that is part of the case, then that needs to be a conversation too. And sometimes you do reach a natural conclusion of some relationships. That's hard as hell. And I'm just going to say it like that. There ain't no other way to say it. That is hard. Um, and that's true in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if there has been something along the way, whether it is an event that's happened in that person's life, um, a struggle that they're currently going through, and whatever it is that maybe, just maybe, I just got stuck and I got lost somewhere along the way, but I'm ready to get back in this with you, then we can kind of keep going um, together. So we got some comments here. Okay, let me um, read there. So uh, one says, when there is consistent, open and honest communication in a relationship, then no one should be caught off guard. 
Yeah, I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Um, but even in, and we have honest, open communication, and sometimes I'm still caught off guard because I'm like, what the hell? You know why? Because I'm human. <laughs> you know, so that that's the re that, you know, sometimes we all gonna be caught off guard. We have another comment here. It says, first off, we cannot go into any marriage or relationship naively. That's true, yet we're human and we do all the time. Um, and my 23-year-old self when I met my husband is not the same as my 44-year-old self. So I'm only let that lay for a second. Uh, thinking that the expectations that a man or woman communicates in the beginning of the relationship is it without knowing and being able to accept new or changing expectations in a lifetime of a marriage or relationship, then they will likely not evolve. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I think so. And that's what I said. You know, my 20, I was married at 26. My 26 year old self is different than my 44 year old self. His 33 year old self is different than his 51 year old self. I mean, we are different. But we talk about those differences. And we talk about, I mean, I will ask my, are you okay? What you like, what you don't like? I mean, th these are just, this is, this is the real. And that honest communication is true. If you're having it, you shouldn't be caught off guard. But sometimes we're still caught off guard because we're human. We fall into our patterns and sometimes we still get caught off guard. So... Um, yeah, I would say, and I'm I'm trying to get closer. I realize it got real dark. <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, you know, you do grow. I'm gonna move over a little bit. You, well, I don't know that that helped. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you do grow. You do you might want to turn on the light behind you. How's that? I I have to get up, and I didn't. Okay, well then, don't get up, girl. <laughs> Keep say what you got to say, and then we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping this thing yeah, up. Yeah. So I was gonna say that. Yes, I I agree with the point that was made. And to your point, you, you got married at 26, you're now 44. It, you have evolved as a person. We all go through some level of evolution. But I do think something that you told me years ago, and even one, one, of, my, my, one of my line sisters has told me that, you know, she, she married her high school sweetheart. And she's like, whoever that person is if you, that you love, you better really know that you love that person because even in evolution and changing, you don't change, you don't stray that far away from your core. The right? core. That's our, why we talked about core values earlier. Exactly. So our core stays, even in evolution, even as expectations change, even as you've been with someone and you grow and you mature, those that that is naturally happens. But if feels like for the most part your core you pretty much stay the same that's why my friends tease me because like if a, I've had guys who try to hit on me later in life who didn't like try to um talk to me when I was in high school and stuff and folks like you gonna hold that against them I'm like I, I haven't changed I'm the same at the core so <laughs> So if you didn't if, if you didn't think I was hot back then, guess what? I ain't hot now because I'm the same at the core. No, <laughs> but I, I just I do think that you don't stray very far from your core. So even in evolution, even when and going back again to the to the crux of the article, which is it's about expectations. It's about unmet expectations. I think 
one of the things that has already been articulated is whatever your expectations are at that moment, at that time, we have to do a better job of communicating our expectations. But we also have to do a better job of accepting when sometimes people cannot meet our expectations. And I have run into that with girlfriends quite a lot because in my mind, I want it to be like the TV show girlfriends Mm -hmm. or the golden girls or something like that, where it's like, I can say whatever I, I want to say to you and you know, it comes from a good place. So you don't get mad at me and vice versa. And that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've had expectations of those relationships and I've learned, uh, that, you know, in a lot of ways, those have been unmet as well. So I do think it's important to communicate your expectations, but it's important to also be realistic about how far a person is actually going to stray from their core. And, um, when- and when you know someone and you really know them, and we had this conversation as it relates to girlfriends, right? there comes an acceptance of who they are. And if that acceptance is no longer there, then maybe that relationship has reached its natural conclusion. Right. Yep. You know, now when marriage and children and, and families are involved, it's a whole nother ball of messy, messy yarn, right? It's a whole nother messy thing. But that there are times some relationships meet their natural conclusion. And we have to... Um, we have to struggle through that mm-hmm. because it's not easy and you will struggle through that. Yeah. But there are some, you know, so I just think that there are, um, but again, thinking about people, their core, who they are. Um, so we've come all, we've come full circle. So expectations, <laughs> um, no matter who it's with, whether it's at home with a loved one, with a friend, on the job, with your boss, expectations, unmet expectations will damage and destroy relationships. And one of the remedies that we have um, is we talked about open, honest communication, knowing, really knowing your own core, because then if you know your own core, you can effectively communicate that to the other person. Mm-hmm. And and then hoping that you will get that same level of communication in return. What the author suggests in this article is just let the observation land. And I, I do encourage clients to do that sometimes, like to release expectations before going into certain situations, because sometimes really... That's where our growing takes place is when we can challenge the beliefs of our past, the beliefs of old, the beliefs that have formed us and shaped us and really get to our core. Because a lot of times our core has been clouded by the beliefs of the shoulds of life and the shoulds of relationships. So once we really get back to our own core, I think that makes everything work better. So know your core, know yourself person you're in relationship with, ask them to show you their core and, and then communicate, communicate, communicate from a, from your core. And, uh, and I think you can kind of manage and get through just about anything. 
Any closing remarks, sister? Um, no, the only thing I want to say is thank you to everybody who has watched today, who's watched the past episodes. And um, many of you have sent us suggestions. Please keep them coming as far as topics are concerned. Uh, just so you know, uh, we are, we recognize our shortcomings, that we are not experts in every area. We did have, a, as an example, one topic that came up that neither one of us really can speak to. So what we're going to definitely do is invite other folks onto the show so that they can talk from their, their perspective or their level of expertise. But just know we appreciate you for tuning in. Share with other folks. Let them know about what's going on at, at Hey Sister. And um, definitely, uh, we would love to have more of your questions, your comments, and keep them coming. And like I said, we'll, we will definitely be inviting other people onto the show so they can speak from their perspective as well. Yes, absolutely. Brother in love on the show today, but he's like, ah, oh, that's okay. I guess he's watching the Cowboys. Well, hopefully he'll watch the post broadcast and he'll add some, something in the comments. So that's the great thing about these conversations is that they are now on the book. So you can go back and watch it. You can share it with your friends. We thank you, everybody, for who tuned in today. Um, if you if you found this conversation in interesting, then share it with your friends and make sure that they tune in next time. We'll let you go. Um, we'll let you know when we're going to be back on. We really appreciate you and uh, thank you very much for joining us for Hey Sister. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you.